0: Your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captive
2: Welcome, we are Inside Leverage here with RJ Ochoa, appreciate you for coming through as we're preparing for uh, Sunday, Christmas Eve, Dolphins versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, RJ, can you uh, give the fam a little bit about yourself and what do you do uh, for the Cowboys?
3: Sure, well thank you all for having me, I hope you're having a, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday season, you and your families um i run blogging the boys sb nation's home for dallas cowboys content we have a website we have a podcast network we have a youtube channel obviously we have social media and so uh, i'm really fortunate and blessed to just talk about the dallas cowboys all day every day and thankfully they make it pretty interesting more often than not so i'm excited to see how they do so this week against the dolphins
2: man the cowboys are having a great season they're doing well. They're dominating for the most part. But there's one thing I would like to ask in terms of the away games. And I saw statistics and I want to get your opinion. I saw that Dak Prescott has been struggling away three out of the four. What are your thoughts on that narrative that, that's that's put around that that uh on on the on your quarterback and in the team?
3: I mean, it's it's hard to dispute and reject, right? Just because they keep losing on the road. Um, now, for what it's worth, um, before this past Sunday in Buffalo, they they had won their most recent road game. Granted, it was on the road against the Panthers, and so it's not exactly something to, to brag about. But Cowboys have played five games on the road this year. Um, they beat the Giants forty to nothing. And again, the Giants are bad, but people act like you know that one doesn't count, right? Like oh, whatever. They want to just kind of pick the ones that that are measuring sticks. And I, I'm, I'm certain you all have kind of dealt with, you know, are the Dolphins frauds, whatever, the same way that people talk about the Cowboys. And so um, Cowboys got destroyed in San Francisco. They lost a close one in Philadelphia, where I think you could argue that they were maybe the better team. And they just got destroyed in Buffalo. And so, you know, what a big surprise. They they lost to three of the, the better teams in the NFL. And I think we lose sight of that. And we act like because they lost their trash or their frauds or whatever. It's really difficult. There's it's It's not... You know, there's not an answer that we have found. This is why it's not like there's extreme weather. Um, It did rain a little bit in Buffalo, but it wasn't like you know, you know, torrential downpour, insane winds, or anything like that. They just seem to be more comfortable in their routine at home. That's really kind of the the only way you can logically explain it at this point.
2: And that's half the battle, right, RJ? Like, it, and, and I and we are also a part of that narrative. You know, we can't beat good good teams, but we we. Dominate the bad teams, but that's just half the battle when it comes to football. It's all about getting better from it and growing from it. So now a lot, the narrative out there is these, we are evenly matched. We are pretty much similar teams and who's going to win the, who's going to win out the better of the two. So it's going to be an interesting So, uh, RJ, uh, what are your overall thoughts on the game plan um, offensively and defensively for you guys going into this matchup? What do you think the uh, Cowboys need to go out there looking to accomplish this weekend in order to have their um, success on both sides of the ball? You know, I think
3: offensively Dallas has had a lot of success for the most part since their bye weeks and since they got really destroyed by the Niners obviously they didn't have any success last week against Buffalo and so I think most people are willing to kind of trust that you know everybody has a bad game Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb they're all still operating at an insanely high level and I think that kind of is just the case for the Cowboys that's what if, if you're looking for one thing that changed I think a lot of people do wonder why why did the Cowboys all of a sudden get great they just started to involve CD Lamb more. I mean, they had a conversation after they lost to San Francisco, and CD, in a very humble, non-diva way, was all, "Hey, I can really help. You know, put the ball in my hands more." And ever since then, he's really exploded, and and it's helped that the Cowboys have gotten production out of players like Brandon Cooks and Jake Ferguson. Those things weren't necessarily happening this time a year ago, um, and I think that's why Dallas certainly faltered down the stretch. But um, I, I think it's you know it sounds lame and, and cookie cutter but it, it's just more of the same I don't think they need to rework or reinvent the wheel because they ran into a tough Buffalo team that played them really well and really physically um, so I think it's it's just you know kind of continuing to do what's gotten them to this point and defensively it's probably just hold on for dear life um, you know especially if Tyreek plays obviously you know it goes without saying that that changes um, the equation of everything and Um, I love Dan Quinn, um, but among Cowboys fans, I probably um, praise him the least Um, just because, you know, there's such a a sector of Cowboys fans that believe that, you know, Dan Quinn's the one really running the show. Mike McCarthy does nothing. And um, so I'm just really kind of trying to keep balance in the force, I guess. Um, And Dan Quinn, for what it's worth, you know, three weeks ago against the Seahawks, the Cowboys didn't force a single punt. Um, They did, however, you know, generate some fourth down stops near the end of the game, and they deserve some credit for that. And they did keep the Eagles out of the end zone when they played them, although I think right now we're all probably willing to believe that that has a lot to do with the Eagles being limited as well. And then they just got literally run all over by the Buffalo Bills and had absolutely no answer. And so I think the Cowboys might be just a little bit overrated on defense right now. It's been quite a bit since we've seen them really show up and and show out and just destroy and dismantle an opponent. And so I don't, you know, I'm not at all coming into this game thinking like, oh, the Cowboys defense is going to be able to, to put the clamps on Miami. Once again, especially if Tyree plays, there are just too many weapons and Mike McDaniel is too creative and too strong. You're just gonna have to I don't know if it's gonna be a win a shootout situation, but you're gonna have to win the moments. You're gonna have to hope you get some turnovers and things to break your way.
1: I I I kinda see the Cowboys as last year's dolphins that but hear me out. You guys you lost your best cornerback. We lost Byron Jones. You guys lost a linebacker, we lost we lost we lost Ogba. And you guys have been able to be able to you make some match and see and whatever is happening. But I think when you face a team that has a little bit of a dynamic offense that could actually run the ball against you guys, you guys get in trouble. And I am not a Dan Dan, Dan Quinn Dan Quinn fan at all. I think his fools goal. He's done an amazing job. Trust me, because I when I didn't think James Smith was going to blow up like that. And when you like, even in fantasy, like the Cowboys don't allow rushing rushing touchdowns. But I, it feels to me like it's you're getting out the end of the season and you guys are getting tired and going worn out. Is that something you're kind of fearing? Uh, do, you, do you see am I, or am I crazy on that?
3: No, I mean, I think it's it's just a time of year, to your point, where teams need to run the ball. I mean, the Cowboys have been focused on trying to be able to run the ball more themselves. And I think that they started off strong in that sense in Buffalo. And then everything just fell apart and they got down big and they obviously had to move away from that offensively. Um, but defensively and I thought Greg Olson did a great job of, of highlighting this on the broadcast the, the Cowboys are not built to withstand the run you mentioned losing a linebacker the Cowboys lost their kind of only classic linebacker in Leighton Vanderesh. Um, you know the Cowboys are playing Marquise Bell who's a Florida guy uh, at linebacker at converted safety and he's awesome but he's you know, by linebacker standards, really small. I mean, the Cowboys have these these quick, fast linebackers because they want to run with you. They want to run with teams and obviously uh, cover in the passing game and defend that way. But, you know, you, you need some bigger bodies to be able to stop the run. And so Dallas doesn't have Leighton Vanderish in the middle of that defense. They didn't have Jonathan Hankins, their big-bodied run-stopping defensive tackle at the level in front of that. And so that leaves them vulnerable. And I think the teams are – you know – it's it's frustrating to admit but the the first team to really diagnose how to beat micah parsons was probably the eagles in the first match that the dallas played last year that game was on sunday night football and the eagles just ran right at micah they they didn't shy away from him jalen hurts obviously uh was a lot more mobile then than i think we've seen him be in the time since and if you're able to do that if you're able to just run at micah parsons he's not the same you know amazing generational talent defending the run as he is rushing the passer and so yeah, I mean, if there's a team in the NFL that can run the ball effectively, it's the Miami Dolphins. And so that's probably my
0: biggest fear going into Sunday. Hey, RJ, what do you think, coming off of that Buffalo game, do you think this team presses a little bit too much with kind of the narrative coming out of that game of getting, you know, kind of manhandled? Do you think Dak and this offense presses a little bit and maybe that gets them off their game, starting the game?
3: I think that... You know, I mentioned that I, I try to keep balance in the force. It's because I, I think highly of Mike McCarthy. And I think that he doesn't get a, enough credit for things he's changed within the Cowboys organization. And a lot of that is because they're the Cowboys. Right. And, and you all know the way this they're, they're discussed on a national level and people come for them for, for silly little things. Um, and, you know, the Cowboys haven't won the Super Bowl under Mike McCarthy, but they have become a team that doesn't chase the narrative to your point. Um, You know, the Cowboys lost last week. They have not lost consecutive games since Thanksgiving of 2021. Under Mike McCarthy, they've become a team that protects home field advantage. Obviously, they've won 15 games in a row in their building. Granted, this game is not there. They've become a team that, for the most part, takes care of division rivals. And they've become a team that, for the most part, after a horrible loss, especially embarrassing ones, they do a pretty solid job of flushing that. They do a great job of, of not letting the moment get too big for them. I'm with you. It's hard to not look ahead, right, if you're the Cowboys or if you're the Dolphins, right? It's hard to not look ahead and say, man, Baltimore could lose on Monday night in San Francisco. And if we just beat the Cowboys, we have a chance to go beat them and get the one seed. But for the most part, Mike McCarthy has done a really great job of keeping them level and not allowing those things that may infiltrate other locker rooms to infiltrate theirs. I think he deserves a lot of credit and props for that.
2: I see and notice as I was looking through your the schedule, you guys have not lost two straight. And I feel, I feel like so far the Dolphins, the the Chiefs, um, and among others, the the Bills have had a streak of losses. So, I, I, I here's where I'm gonna, you know, give you the little, you know, push. Like, do you feel that you will see a streak of losses? Because I feel like you guys will lose. In our, of course, we, I think you'll lose to us, but then you'll you'll win two straight with the home games that you have, and then you're playing against the commanders, which I feel like you're going to win anyway. So um, what do you think? Do you think it's inevitable that two losses, straight losses, could be something that you guys face, and then you guys pull it together at the end?
3: I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, you know, going into last week, everything I had said, and I mean this with respect. Uh, The Buffalo game was was the game I was most afraid of for the Cowboys as far as their final four were concerned. And some of that is, you know, the Dolphins are a little bit less stable. And some of that is the Bills just are so desperate. And that is a really dangerous thing. And I think we saw them obviously play that way. Um, And in Miami, you know, it's unfortunate that Tyreek's banged up. But that's part of it, too, right? You don't know if he's going to play. And obviously, if he doesn't, that changes the calculus of everything involved. Um, But I will say, you know, the Eagles losing on Monday night was just incredible. Um, and it did give the Cowboys a new sense of life in that Dallas can lose either this game to Miami or next Saturday to Detroit. And as long as Philadelphia loses any game throughout the rest of the regular season, Dallas wins the NFC East. So it's not like the Cowboys are in this position where they have to win out. Um, they've also probably lost any chance at the one seed because San Francisco is so far ahead of them if they do manage to win the NFCs. But, I mean, you know, it was – it was always this part of the, of the schedule that I think every Cowboys fan looked to and said, yeah, those two trips back to back to Buffalo and Miami, they're going to be tough. And obviously, you know, Detroit afterwards, Detroit's been really great this season and and really kind of proven themselves. But, we've been dreading this and and it is a measuring stick opportunity for the Cowboys in a lot of ways. And it's probably the last road game they're going to play of serious consequence until the playoffs, because I agree with you. When, when they go to Washington to play the commanders that, you know, nobody's going to be, you know, freaking out and and feeling like everything is in jeopardy. So I, you know, in some ways, I do kind of expect them to come out a little bit, you know, more intense because they know, they know that road thing is out there. They know that they need to win on the road and improve things at the very least to themselves. And so Um, But this is a very talented Dolphins team at the end of the day as well.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just
2: download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda.
0: You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place.
1: And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a
3: beautiful moment every time they see it.
2: What would you say is the overall sentiment of the team after the defeat in Buffalo? Does it seem like they're ready to pull it all together or are, are you kind of getting a feeling that to Finn's point that maybe you guys could linger? What, what are your thoughts? You thinking like this is a get right spot for you guys?
3: It's so weird because, you know, I don't know if y'all are aware, but like 20 minutes before Dallas kicked off in Buffalo, they clinched a playoff spot because of other things that have happened across the NFL. So they they knew that when the game began. And so it's really hard, right, to say like, oh, they need to get right. I mean, because, you know, they're officially a playoff team at this point and Miami will be soon enough. Um, And so and again, you can you can talk about all the scenarios and hypotheticals where they still get in. And so while this game is important, I am in no way trying to minimize or underscore the, you know, the value of this game, both to Miami and to Dallas. But the Cowboys have been in this spot where, you know, they've been a play. They're a playoff team now for the third straight year. And I don't know if you guys know they haven't been to the playoffs three years in a row since 1994 through 1996. So it's been a very, very long time since they have been this good, this consistently. And so at the beginning of the season at training camp, when the schedule came out, as soon as last year ended, It was never about like, oh, man, how are you going to look when you go to Buffalo in week 15? How are you going to look when you go to Miami in week 16? This was and remains always about getting to January and winning in the playoffs and getting past the divisional round. That is what has haunted the Cowboys since their last Super Bowl appearance in 1995. And so, again, you got to win these games to get there. And you got to win these games to put yourself in the best possible position when you are there. But they are there already. They're still a few weeks away from, you know, the dial being turned up all the way to 10. Um, so it's difficult to kind of engage yourself at a high level when you know that that's still waiting. And that's kind of the awkwardness of, of being a consistently good team because you're clinched, but you still have other things to pick up. In that sense, I'm grateful, obviously beyond, you know, the obvious that the Eagles continue to lose because it has the Dallas Cowboys still in range to win the NFC East. And if they do, if the Cowboys are the two seed, They're guaranteed two home playoff games. And you all would agree, obviously, that the Cowboys are a much different team at home. And so if if they can secure that, I mean, it puts them in position to to do everything that they want to do. But those things don't start this week in Miami. They start about a month from now in the wild card round or divisional round.
1: I saw the way you guys react, your team reacted at 10-zip. It's like they packed it up. It was packed up. At 10-zip, when the the, the Bills went up, and your team was like, you know what, bro, we good. Like... It's cold out here. We good. And I'm asking you, since you guys kind of, the Eagles win, gave you like a second window of like, oh, we clinched and we lost and we still got a shot. All we got to do is beat one of these boys, or get a, a girl out here. This game has little meaning to, to the Cowboys right now. In my perspective, I don't think you guys need to play this game. So if you guys are down 14-0, do you see that happening again? I mean, to your point,
3: um, you know, Look, I, I would have packed up in Buffalo way before the Cowboys did. And, in fact, if you were watching that game, they had Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and everybody in the game really late. And and even on a day where Zach Martin got hurt and reminded everybody of, you know, how, how precious, you know, health is in the NFL. um, And so, yeah, I mean, I could totally see if, you know, if they blink, if they have a weird pick six, a ball is tipped, they have a fumble, and, and you said 14 nothing, But if it gets out of hand, if they're down at halftime 21-3, 21-6, There's no point in killing yourself for a a meaningless, you know, Christmas Eve moment in Miami when you have everything. This isn't like, oh, they have a 99% probability of being a playoff team. They're in. Like, however it happens, they're already in. And, yes, you know, I would love for the Cowboys to get the highest seed possible. I would love for them to win the division. But even if you want to live in that world, they can lose this game and still win the division. And so it's – again, I wouldn't say it doesn't count – I would say maybe there's not as much juice as we would want. Um, People lean on football cliches like you want to win every game, you win every game you play, blah, blah, blah. And that's all true. And they all do matter. But, you know, they have a little bit of room for error. But that's where, you know, I'm fascinated by the Miami side of things too because – I, I would be thinking, if I was a Dolphins fan, the same way. Like, if, if we get down 14 nothing, hey, guess what? Baltimore's going to lose to Frisco on Monday night anyway, and then we'll beat them ourselves, and we'll take over the one seed. So it's a weird situation for both teams entering this game.
0: When you talk about this, talking specifically with the defense, I know Michael Parsons kind of had some words about it. Kind of, you know, maybe jokingly in his little podcast, kind of anybody could throw those passes. What what do what does your like line backing core and secondary look like going into this game? Do you do you think they you got the horses to kind of keep up? Not only with the Terry Kill and a and a Waddle, but I mean if we get other guys going like Cedric Wilson or you know maybe Raheem out of the backfield or A Chain, do you all got the horses necessarily in the secondary to keep up with all these guys? Yeah. Nobody's really banged
3: up. And I, first of all, really miss Cedric Wilson and hate that he doesn't get used in Miami because he was so awesome in Dallas. And um, it was like, what, like a day after he signed in in Miami that they traded for Tyreek Hill, which is just such a bummer for him. Um, He was great. Um, I don't think anybody has the horses to to run with Miami. I mean, that's, you know, what separates the Dolphins from everybody. Um, Stephon Gilmore has really played very well for the Cowboys over the last few weeks. And, you know, he had a bit of a rough go um, you know, when the Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore, they never did so, you know, with the idea of him being their top cornerback on their team. Right. I mean, because they had Trayvon Diggs and unfortunately, Trayvon got hurt. And the very first game Dallas played after that was in Arizona. And everybody went right at Stefan Gilmore. And he's not, you know, the 25 year old version of himself anymore. So you can't run with all these dudes. But Deron Bland having the emergence that he has and all the pick sixes and things like that. Helped kind of, you know, balance things out as far as how NFL teams attack their secondary, the Cowboys secondary. Um, and so Stefan is really, again, he shut down A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith two weeks ago. Again, some of that is the Eagles are just kind of floundering in general. But um, they're playing very, very, very well. But that isn't to say that I feel great just because the Dolphins are that dangerous.
2: What will it take for the Cowboys to win? And what will it take for the Dolphins to win, in your opinion?
3: I think this is a game that features two really great offensive play callers. And everybody gives Mike McDaniel a lot of credit for that because, you know, he's, you know, one of the hot young dudes right now. And, and it's easy for people to kind of see that. But, but Mike McCarthy is having just as much success, although he doesn't have as, as fast players as Miami does. So I do think this is a game of, you know, minimizing mistakes on offense and of being more aggressive. Um, and, and aggression isn't just going for it on fourth down. You know, Mike McCarthy didn't challenge what was, you know, proved to be a Stefan Diggs fumble. I mean, this is gonna be a game where you gotta you gotta be willing to 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 live. You gotta be willing to to die. You gotta be willing to risk some things and roll some dice. Uh, and I think whichever head coach, whose ever play is more willing to do that is probably the one that comes out on the winning end. Um, like I said, I'm not as afraid of Miami just because they're safe. Like this is a playoff team, probably going to win the AFC East. Like I, I'm, I'm not fearful of Buffalo overtaking them in that sense. But Buffalo was just such a desperate team, and, and it was, you know, the the rain and things like that. Just it, it was, it was scary on paper. And so I'm anxious to see how this goes. But obviously, I don't feel, I don't, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win, but I don't feel incredibly
2: comfortable about it. Yeah, and, and I don't know, maybe it's just my opinion, but I do feel. Now that, you know, in order for us to really solidify our playoff spot, we have to win this game. Not that it's probably not important because it's an NFC, but you want to have a good record. So I think getting it early if you can um, is important. And then the next step is to solidify the AFC East by beating uh, the Ravens at home. Mind you, at Ravens is going to be a really tough game, just like it's going to be a tough this game. So I I think a sense of urgency for us, in my opinion, um, that 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 desperateness that the bills had, I think possibly the dolphins might have as well
3: yeah, I mean, we'll see it's certainly um it's certainly going to be fun. I'm happy the dolphins are wearing their throwback uniforms. those are some of the best uniforms in the NFL um so you know let's let's get this show on the road let's let's meet again in February and you know do it with bigger stakes, uh however
1: we happen to get through uh through all the junk between now and then. Honestly, bro, both fan bases need that. We've been down and out and still being, like, talked about for so many years. You guys, of course, way more talked about than us in certain aspects you guys have. But, man, listen, we're the we, we're staple franchises. It, it's time for us to get a bowl, man. It has to happen. Just, this
2: is the perfect yeah. game
3: for it. And, you know, this is a fun time, I imagine, for Jimmy Johnson, obviously, with these two teams meeting. And if you don't know, he's heading into the Cowboys' Ring of Honor next Saturday night when the Cowboys play the Lions. And so... Uh, finally happening. So, uh, you know, hopefully he enjoys this game, you know, between the two teams that he coached. And and hopefully there's another one to come in a couple of months, like we said.
2: Well, RJ, appreciate you again for coming through. Um, If you could let the fans know, what are you currently working on or what you'd be working on um, pre and post game?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, anybody can check out blogontheboys.com. All of our content lives there. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at rjocho, and that's kind of a hub for everything that I do. Um, Just, you know, doing what we can to kind of make it through this thing and and either prepare for jubilation or for complete and total heartbreak, which has been the case way more often than not uh, for the last three decades. And so um, it should be a fun ride, and I hope it is for you all as well. Like I said, I'm rooting for the Dolphins outside of Sunday. Um, And I hope you all, like I said, have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday Seasons, you and your families. I hope it's wonderful.